This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Hey, news just to hand, because Rachel, producer Rachel, who is in the, in the studio with us, welcome, Rachel. Lovely Use your mouth. Here. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, often is sitting there just Googling away, just looking like the young people do at the internebs. Same here. On as my you side do. Of the desk. Yeah. That's right. And uh, Rachel said, well, now this is interesting news, because it's a slow news day. What, there's three main players in the bring the food to my house so that I can eat it market. Mm. Uh, Besides the pizza people. That's right. She's but, already so, laughing at us. Because um, old. Because we're old. Um, so there's people that you can call. If you're not aware of this, there's people you can call on the telephone and say, hey, can you go to a restaurant and bring me my food? It's, it's not quite how I, it works. I don't it, think you it? could use the telephone. I think there's an no. app involved. Yep. There's an application for it. <laughs> or a website. <laughs> Great. So I know this. I'm sure I know this. I'm, I'm familiar with the idea of um, calling your local Indian store and getting them to bring you food because they get their cousin to do it. But I don't like the third-party idea. Anyway, Rachel's news is that there's three main players, we won't use their names, in the market in Melbourne at the moment, and one of them has just announced, Rachel, that they're... They're, they're closing up shop. They are... When you say shop. Shops. <laughs> Who knows? It's the lazy-ass They've been Dora. pushed out of the market by the other two players. But the reason this is such fascinating news is not because they're closing, mm-hmm. but because of your confession off-air. I did confess off-air. And if any friend of mine is listening and can... can, can uncorroborate this, what do you call? Dispute I'm corroborating this. it because I know. I've never had saying. food delivered to my house. Except by friends, but not by a company. No, not by a company. And certainly mm. not even by not the even store. Pizza. Not even No, not even by the store that mm. sells it. I don't like the idea. I just reckon once I turn that corner, none eyes. Well, you, you're not really being truthful because, you know, the, those of us here know that you're in prison and today is your day release. <laughs> So it's hard to get the food delivered. I have paid a taxi to go and buy me <laughs> booze before. <laughs> what? You'd I like it if prescription medications and, and uh, if they deliver your Panadol. When I lived in East Melbourne, um, I've, I used to order a taxi. He would come there. Because, you, you know, if you're not able to drive because you've had alcohol already, that alcohols, you know, you can or prescription <laughs> medication, I'd pay them to go and pick up. There are now alcohol delivery services well, now, for the over 18 I invented crowd. that shit. <laughs> from my flat in East Melbourne. <laughs> Rachel, it, do you get... You heard it here first, on. <laughs> you live in a share house situation, Rachel. Do you get mm. the foods delivered to your home? I certainly do. It is the best thing about the internet. Right. Dano? Uh, yes. You live in the country. They're not delivering out there. I have delivery guilt. I feel bad if I call someone and they deliver it to my house because it's not easy to find at night. And I feel lazy. I do have a spare pair of crutches at the door that I can <laughs> answer the door with the crutches. Just yeah. as an excuse. Yeah. See, this is why I couldn't come to collect the said food. Oh, dear. But, Would you mind uh, coming in and spoon feeding me and we've got my arms in a sling? Could you help me back to the couch, That's right. Please? But what no, did, I always feel really guilty about it. I don't know why. What's next, though? Do you know? Now, Nicole, podcaster Nicole's also in the studio. Welcome. Hello. Do you get food delivered to your home? Never in my no, life. No, you, you live with a, an adult human who is a parent. Yeah, true. But even if I'm out with mates, like... She I, gets it delivered. I get them to do it. They all do it. So you're, just, act, you're so lazy you don't even do yeah, it yourself. She outsources <laughs> the outsourcing to someone else. I've outsourced the outsourcing. Just like this situation. I outsource the running of the show to you. And That's I just right. Sit here and Seems to work fine. Right along. 
That's right. Mm. I think that with the... Because in the olden days, when you'd be at a friend's house and they would order in pizza and everybody would chuck $5 on the thing. So if you're ordering, if it's your house, you're, there's always a bit of a win, right? Mm. Of course. But if you're ordering now, same with sharing car, car rides, you can't... It's sort of weird to throw somebody five bucks for... Like, you used to all pull money. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like looking at me like cash. What are you talking about? Because <laughs> it's all on an, it's all on an app and it goes straight off your credit card, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So I, can you split a bill with somebody I else? Honestly, can't say I've been to an ATM since I got back into the country in February. Mm. I <laughs> just, just just taking money from my mum's purse. I, <laughs> don't, just, I don't. I don't have cash. It's not a thing. No, I know somebody doesn't have cash. Oh, and it's very cash, frustrating. A little bit of cash for those people like you that don't carry cash. I I'll get it out if I'm cash. going to a market or something. If you're buying a coffee, do you put it on your bip bip? Yep. Oh, wow. Wow. What about those places that are $10, you know, you got to spend a minimum? No, I don't go to those places. You just buy I four, boycott five coffees, coffees instead. <laughs> <laughs> I will... Crazy town. Although what isn't... I want to know... Brunswick, you could get one and a half coffees for 10 bucks. Oh, yeah, that's true. I want to know from the people here present and those listening at home or in their cars, in fact, what is the next thing? What is the most likely next thing that you'll be able to order up on your phone? Don't mm, say hookers. Because <laughs> that's been happening since the dawn yeah, of time. What are you outsourcing? Okay. Let me... I want... What, me. what is it? What's a pinnacle? What's peak lazy? I just want to call somebody and get them to... I don't know. I just... Carry me downstairs. Wash my bath just came up. <laughs> I just said bath. I don't know where you were going with that. I was thinking... Um, Toilet paper, but it—that's already that's a thing already, you can get delivered. Thing. That's that's. Can you get toilet paper delivered? Yes, yeah. yeah. Environmentally friendly. Deliver poo. Yeah. It's called. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> no. Oh, I made Rachel laugh. That's my day. Da- that's my day made. Signing off. Joy. You enjoy ninety four point nine. You are with Daniel Mason, uh, and we're driving you home right up until six thirty. If you're not aware, uh, or if you've just jumped into your grandma's car and you've the, turned the radio on and this radio, this is Melbourne, Australia's premier gay and lesbian radio station. Don't be surprised or shocked. But we'll keep it nice. We just uh, left off with Deliver Poo. Yes, which outsourcing a, of we adult talk, tasks. We were talking, Rachel, of course, the producer, came up with the news that one of the uh, three main players in the delivering of things to your home mm-hmm. Uh, field has withdrawn from the competition, leaving the two other players there. I uh, mentioned, just in passing... Putting many cyclists out of business. Yes, wasn't showing off. I was mm. just mentioning in passing that I've never had any food delivered to my home, which made us think, because I think it's once you've turned that corner, you're just lazy. <laughs> and just as you slow, say, I read an article saying that they're not even... Those fancy restaurants, they're not even making the food there. No, they're just, they've hired a big factory in town and they just churn it, churn it, out. it out. Like the sushi out at Tullamarine. How can we be at once? Shed. How can we be at once so com- obsessed with master chefing and my story on a plate and schmears and all that kind of stuff, and then be happy with food in a tub? I suppose it looks all right when you put it on a plate. Tamsin's got a good suggestion though. What's Tamsin for reckon out, for outsourcing? Yeah, and I think she's onto something because I hate this job. She wants an app for someone to fill up her car. Yes, that is brilliant. Bring me gas. Yes, gas or gas? <laughs> got gas. <laughs> Cool at that. <laughs> Gas me. I'd like someone to, I, if I could outsource the going to the bathroom, oh, especially yeah. when you're out with a big bunch of friends at the pub or something. Yeah. I can't. Don't be, break the seal. Just can't be. Oh, no. It's between 6am and 6.07am. Yeah, That's when you want somebody to outsource that. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's called a bedpan, mate. How <laughs> come people don't use bedpans anymore? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, for number ones, not being silly. <laughs> well, possibly they do. 
Anyway, we're giving away a prize. If you do have another suggestion, as I'm sure like Tamsin did, you um you want to let us know what's next. Maybe you what's could outsource next? the collection of bags that replaced your plastic bags that oh, you're man. so traumatised about losing. It's amazing how quickly, and we'll talk about plastic bags a little bit later, but it's amazing how quickly you can go from too many to absolutely no <laughs> plastic that can hold anything in your home. That's how much plastic baggery we'll be using. Joy! It's Joy 94.9 with Dano and Mason and we're joined in the studio right now by Jemima Robinson who... Welcome, Jemima. Oh, good afternoon. Who is the... I am the festival director That's of it. the Gutsy Girls Adventure Film Tour. I can't, I'd never heard of it until Rachel, our producer, scoured the world for it and found, and found, it, found you. So the Gutsy Girls Adventure Film Tour is a collection of films that you've curated, I'm expecting... And Correct. what what make what qualifies something to be in the gutsy girl film tour? Adventure. The film. protagonist needs to be a woman. So yeah. and it needs to she needs to be doing something adventurous. And it's very broad. So obviously people are all different. So what's adventurous for one person is different for another person. But um, it's just showcasing women doing inspirational, interesting, different things in the outdoors. That can be everything from in the water to on the top of mountains or. Everything in between, or even synchronised swimming. Or navigating themselves from South Bank to the city. Correct. <laughs> that <laughs> difficult. And difficult. is it documentaries or narratives or a mixture of both or...? All documentaries. All documentaries. Yeah. Yep. So, Good. Excellent. Yeah. Now, um, where do you source the films from? Just wherever you can There's get like them? a Tinder for filmmakers and oh, film yes. festivals. Yes. Everything's up, online. I'll come up with a name for that. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to that. Mm. Uh, and so we put the call out to filmmakers all around the globe and they go on that website and they submit through that. We're also scouring, you know, uh, our, our favourite filmmakers and hitting them up for um, films, checking on Instagram what people are doing, asking them if they've got some good films. So Sounds it's a familiar. bit of a combination. Do you um, commission and produce any films yourselves? No, not for this one. But you make yet. films yourself, don't you? Uh, you I, I have been hint? involved in making films. We have, but what is exciting, we did do a grant this year for an Australian female adventure filmmaker photographer to make a film. So we've given her $5,000. She's going to go to New Zealand, climb some mountains with an all-female team and hopefully we'll have that film in for next year. So the collection's shorts as well? Yeah, yeah all shorts. So yeah. this year it's all under 30 minutes, but it changes. It just depends what yeah. the stories are there. So if it's a big, bold story, often it can be longer, but usually nothing more than 45 minutes. You got a sneaky favourite? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, you uh, You're a festival director. You meant to say, no, they're my babies. <laughs> I can't play favourites. <laughs> well, you've got to be impartial. You've got to show things that you think are, you know, are going to appeal. And it's not just about one standalone film. It is about the program. It's supposed to take you on a journey and give you highs and lows. But, you know, some of the people that you naturally uh, have an affinity to. So there is one film that's short, four minutes, and it is a synchronised swimming team from Harlem, average age 72. Oh, oh, fantastic. Yeah, I know. How can you not love them, right? Like, don't hate don't me for that. Uh, and there's another short film about Crystal Wright, and she is an Australian filmmaker and photographer. And because she's primarily a photographer, it's beautiful. Like, there's no words yeah. in it. She believes mm-hmm. that you should be able to tell the story just in the visuals. Well, the Gutsy Girls trailer is beautiful. That is beautiful. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's just, it's just rad women all overall doing amazing things. And what's your uh, adventure of pleasure? Uh, living vicariously through a lot of these people, but I am also a snowboarder, climber. I like to climb mountains. Uh, I like to hike. I just like to walk in the mountains too. Hmm. Nice. There's a lot of very visually appealing um, adventure sports, but there must be things that 
are really adventurous. That like, there's a lot of ocean racing and sort of stuff yeah. that you can't really get. Well, you can now get a camera too, but it's very hard to film some tremendous adventure. Yeah. Um, so do, does it seem to attract people in those the beautiful adventure sports of hiking and mountain climbing and? Uh, I think it's changed recently because there's a lot of sports you can now capture with drones and GoPros and they mm. look really yeah, great. Yeah, changed everything. That, that technology in terms of action yeah. footage has It's just definitely a game so changer. Um, yeah. So you can get things like climbing really great now. Mountain biking's still hard, especially if they're in the trees. You still need that big, yeah, that and rig. And also the speed of a drone. Do they keep up with, let's say, a downhill... Uh, I think if it's open, like we have got a film this year and it's set in a pool and it's open and they managed to capture it, it's really beautiful. But Mm. you know those ones where they're in Canada and they're trials riding, you you couldn't, like, you'd smash a drone up. And you just get that point of view of the rider and it's sick making. (laughs) You know those ones, there's always something on the Facebook of something goody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like a GoPro helmet cam of a mountain bike, it's never going to be good, or a paddler, so you kind of need to... Is there any underwater activity? This year, the only underwater activity other than our synchronised swimmers is in Crystal Wright's film because she is... She has a lot of underwater as well, and that's really beautiful in set in Tahiti above the reef. It's quite What's the next big Everest for women in terms of adventure? I mean, imagine we've got Everest. Yeah, bagged yeah. That. Is there, and we've done, Lisa Blair's done the circumnavigation of the world. Yep. She was the first woman to do that. And, and also one of the... Fa- did she, did she break the world record? Yeah, so she's the fastest human as well as the first woman. Yeah. Um, what's next? Is this something What's next that's for women? Uh, look, I think women are kicking goals all over the place. Like certainly uh, underwater, women are breaking a lot of records in freediving mm-hmm. that haven't been done before. Look, they've, like guys have climbed all the mountains. Um, it's a guy thing to do though, isn't it? Like it's funny that just as I asked that question, I thought that's such a non-feminist thing to say because it, you don't have to be the first or the fastest or the best. It's about getting out and actually doing it and documenting it and yeah, I think there's a mix. You know, like some people are super driven by... I think, yeah, I think some people are super driven about by getting there and being the highest and the fastest. And I think, you know, for Lisa Bear, it just so happened she was the first woman to do it. She just wanted... She, you know, she mm. wanted to do that and she just so happened to be the first woman to do it. I think that now women are certainly seeing that there's a lot more possibilities. So some things in the past, they might have thought, oh, no, you know, that's not a possibility for a woman or that's not an option. I think it's not necessarily they want to be the first, but now they're thinking, oh, I could do that. Yeah. You know, like that could actually be me because the youngest Australian you know, to climb Everest is also a woman and she is also the youngest person to climb from both sides as well. She just happens to be a woman. Was she 17 or 19, something like that? Like, very young. Yeah, young. It was quite recent. Yeah, that's right. So she's just done it for the second time. So I think now she might be about, oh, 20 old. Um, So is that the idea behind the festival is to, what do you want to achieve by putting these films together? We just want to shine the light on these amazing women doing these things. And I think um, having been in this world for a long time, women have been out there and they've been doing it, but they haven't necessarily been in front of the camera. It's predominantly been a lot of guys in front of the camera. And so... Women have been doing this stuff, but they've been choosing to tell their stories differently. So they've been writing books, and there's lots of history of amazing women adventure books, but they haven't been in front of the camera. And I think that's changing because the people behind the camera are women as well. So Mm -hmm. filmmakers much naturally tell stories about people that inspire them. So there's more female filmmakers. So they're choosing to um, tell stories about amazing females. And so it's just the prevalence of these stories that are out there in these amazing films and we just wanted the opportunity to bring them to people and to showcase them to wouldn't people. It be, wouldn't it be great if you... not that long that women weren't allowed to run in marathons. Like yeah, it's well, exactly. It's wild, you isn't it? decades and now mm. look what we're doing and you're capturing it all in film and screening it to wouldn't the Wouldn't it? Can you think of one retrospective adventure you'd like to see a woman? Like, because I was thinking, imagine if they had 
have been able to document Amelia Earhart's I know. crossing mm. or, you know, what all those things. And, but the, I guess the, the rich writing about those things is all in our brains. But um, yeah. this is, I guess, this is a new way of... And you can't really know what it looks like. And I guess for young girls, when they're seeing this, they're like, oh, yeah, I could literally do that. Absolutely, yeah. That's and I think it is. Coming. It's opening those eyes up and that, inspir- that possibility that, oh, yeah... Oh, this is this is something that I could possibly do. Like this person's doing it. it you know, it's an option for me. And even if I don't want to do exactly what they're doing, I could do it in my own way, which mm. is really nice. What's a what's a t- adventure type sport or adventure that women are really not broken through in? Is there still a male dominated area? Because that sort of high wire slack lining and all that kind of uh, stuff that seems very duty. Live radio. Oh, no, no, live radio. Live radio. Yes, I know that's a tough gig. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather slack line. Mm-hmm. Um, no, there's amazing slack Larson. Follow her on Instagram. She mm-hmm. sorry, she kicks you can goals ah. on uh, <laughs> lots of goals. <laughs> um, slack lining, but uh, we actually this year with the tour we are partnering with Women in Venture Sport, which is aiming to get more female skydivers. So apparently not very many female skydivers and there's this, it's a non-for-profit organisation that is all about encouraging women to try it and get into it because apparently that is one of the sports that is still predominantly um, male dominant. Let them jump out of planes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't want to myself. That's in my... Me bungee neither. jumping and skydiving are in my don't even... But if you ever see a photo of someone who's just jumped out of a plane, they have that look of joy. Yeah. You know, like they really mm, dig it. Joy, I, that, I feel like that after joy. a good line, though. Like I've, that's how I'm getting my thrills <laughs> these days. Different people. Different people. The, uh, the festival is called the Gutsy Girls Adventure Film Tour. You can go to W's, gutsygirlsadventurefilmtour.com.au to buy tickets for a very special event which is happening tonight. Tell us about that. Yeah, we are at the Astor, beautiful Astor Theatre tonight. We kick off at 7.30 um, and we have a special treat tonight. We have Finnegan August. She's 11 years old and no one plays the guitar like her. She's going to be on stage beforehand at an intermission. We've got eight films. Come along. It'll be great. That'll awesome. be great. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Dano? See you there, mate. I'll see, I'll see you there. Um, uh, Jemima, thanks so much for coming in to speak with us on Joy. Been a pleasure. And best of luck with the festival tonight. And it, oh, I did have one other question that was burning in the back of my head. Um, if somebody wants to get involved in yep. making film, yes. who do they contact? Like if somebody says, oh, that's great, I really want to show somebody my extreme knitting. Yep. <laughs> Work on that. Um, <laughs> but we would love that. That's the one thing. We've got one Australian film, not good enough. We definitely want more, which is why we created that grant. So on the website you'll see Enter My Film. Get mm-hmm. to it, ladies. You've got a whole other year to get your film in for next year. Get filming. And to qualify, it just has to have a female protagonist. Yep. It has to be, does it have to be written, directed and produced by women? Nope. No, it's about women yep. doing ex- adventurous things. Yep. And Absolutely. how you define that is up to you, but That's right. you better be wearing lycra <laughs> or something. <laughs> um, sunscreen. <laughs> absolutely be wearing sunscreen. Joy. We don't have Robbie Rockstar and I find that disappointing because I love our chats with him. I, I don't he, know. You should phone him from wherever he is. He's a bit lazy. Oh, can you imagine? He's in Belgium. He's going to come is back oh, right. with chocolate, chocolate for chocolate us. For us. Um, tell it now, mate. You've been away. Yes, Took a little I mini break. I love this about you. Little you sneaky just, break. You just I woke did. up one morning, text me, and said, "I'm going to Bali tomorrow." Or pretty something. much. Yeah. Pretty much happened like that. You had the drama for those who were listening last week. Dana lost her passport. No, you didn't, didn't lose it. it. It wasn't. Um, you didn't have enough ex- time left uh, on yes, it. Yes, it hadn't expired. I just didn't have enough time. Mm. So I was a little tense when I got to the airport, and there was an issue with it because I hadn't used it before. Mm-hmm. So when I was checking in, I had to actually go to a break counter. the seal. I had to outsource it to a counter lady. Yeah. So I love anyways, this. I love sorry. it that you've 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 drawn all this attention to you on Facebook about your passport renewal problems, mm. and then you've got to the airport, and what have you done? Which end? Didn't you have the delay? Was that coming yeah, back? It was coming back. So oh coming back, God. I rocked up with you know a couple of hours spare, 
flight was delayed two hours and ended up being three hours. I had seven hours at the airport and uh, Denpasar Airport... Mm. Nobody, but you do, do you, you do understand that mm. nobody here in mm. freezing cold Melbourne feels no, in any way sorry for you. No, Dana has written not even a funny post. It was like, <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. I've got. It's like thing. one a.m. when I wrote that. And, and then you went, and my phone charger <laughs> is running out <laughs> of my phone. I don't have a phone charger on my thing. And one of your friends, I don't know who it was, but hilariously funny, said, "Shake it off, Chappelle." <laughs> <laughs> nobody feels sorry for you. I did feel chastened after that. Yeah, but then I, you know, there was went on. I went on and on. Yeah. What did you do to? Um, Absorb that time. I paid to go into a lounge mm. and there was the worst food you can imagine. So I had my got my $35 in soft drink. I drank soft okay, drink. Okay, you drank your pain it, away. It was bleeding out of my ears. Mm. Yeah. I went to, well, I was once laid over 13 hours in <laughs> Narita Airport in oh, Tokyo. Yeah. And it wasn't the good airport. You know, there's sort of... No, it was just the tin shed. Yeah, I was in the bad part. And I thought, there's all these things that you can do there. And one of them is to go into a, a like I saw this room and I thought, what's going on there? It was a video viewing room. And um, I walked up and I said, uh, in my bad English, <laughs> very, my very broken English at that point because I've been up for 36 hours, um, <laughs> can I come in here and what are that, what's going on? There's just a whole lot of people sitting in Jason recliners watching TV screens. It's like a cinema, but you can watch whatever you want on your own like thing. That. So I walked in there and the woman's like, are you sure you want to go in there? I was like, yeah, I'd love to. And I looked through and I didn't recognise any of the titles because they're all in Japanese. And I noticed that the hours, the movie was there. So I said, I'll book this. And they take it away to another room, put put the video in. I'm sitting there watching it. And then she came and gave me a blanket, which cost an extra $2. I was like, that's weird. Okay, it's not even cold. And I looked around and I went, oh. <laughs> I know everybody's got a blanket. Was and I was the only lady. Movie with happy endings. I was the only lady in the room. And I thought, I'm in totally... In a masturbatory <laughs> chamber. You didn't even need <laughs> When in like Rome. <laughs> You're on Joy. How was the hours? <laughs> the what? The hours. <laughs> You're on Joy 94.9. you with Dan and Mason. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.